You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, Day off yesterday. Um, Back on the horse today. Back on the grind every day. No scheduling changes. Just uh, we had an off day yesterday and I needed a day off. So here we are. Uh, Before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Locked On team sent you. All right. So we're going to go over the uh, the weekend that was the Baltimore Orioles series, and then we're going to go into the one trade that the Detroit Tigers made. Uh, you did not get a bonus episode out of one Daniel Norris for a high single-A pitcher. Uh, you, you, you're not going to get an, an, a bonus episode out, out of that. Ty- Tigers were pretty quiet at the deadline there, just that Daniel Norris trade. There was some rumblings about some other stuff that we'll get into there in the third segment. Uh, but for the most part, well, not for the most part, for reality. It was just the Norris trade. And then uh, we split a four-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. So uh, so here we are. We covered Thursday's game last Friday, uh, the first game of the series. So we're only going to cover the the two of three that we dropped, I guess, technically, this uh, this past weekend. But we are, uh, we're, are we, we're undefeated in August. Is that right? Yeah, we're undefeated in August. Let's go. One and zero, undefeated in August, baby. Uh, so we'll start with. Uh, I think we're just gonna do first segment pitching performances from the weekend. Second segment offensive performances from the weekend instead of like game by game, just because I think that that's more efficient, fun. I don't know. Let's try it out. Uh, so pitching wise, we had Scoobal on Friday. Uh, not a. Not a great outing from Tarek there. His uh, his ERA is now at four and a half, I believe, on the season. So uh, not not terrible by any stretch, but uh, but you know could could certainly be better. So his final line is five and two thirds, seven hits, four earned runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. Uh, not of man, it's just he he's uh, genuinely one of the most frustrating players. For me to watch in this entire organization. I'm going to be completely honest. Because his stuff is unreal. His breaking pitches are nasty. His fastball has great life and great movement. He, he has such a high ceiling. And then for just like five batters an outing. He just forgets what he's doing. And, or he just gets really timid. Or, or whatever it is. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in his brain unfortunately. But man, like you, you can nitpick. You can just take out, and and sometimes it's not even that many. This game it was. But but I mean, sometimes it's like, hey, if you take out the three batters that led off the bottom of the third, then like this is a incredible performance. But those three batters equated to like three runs and, and a walk or something. Like he he is truly one, and and you could probably hear it in my voice. He he is. Genuinely one of the most frustrating players for me to watch in this entire organization. And it's because of how good I he, he can be. 
And it's like he'll he'll like in his last start, not not this one, but the one before, where he gave up like four runs before recording an out, but then retired like the next fifteen in a row. Like, all right, man. <laughs> it just seems to be that every start. It seems to be one just little stretch away from from being just a great start. And this one was was not uh, not quite as solid outside of the mistakes as as some of the ones in the past, but. But, he, I mean, he did give up three homers. They were all solo homers, though. <laughs> so he, he's responsible for all four runs. Three of them were solo home runs. Nobody on base before him. And, and, and got out of the innings after them, too. All the so, all four runs were the only runs scored in the inning. Our, our box score, the Orioles went 0 0 one 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 zero zero zero. He's He... And... and there is still promise, and I'm not. This isn't a, a bash session, you know. I I still absolutely believe in him and think he'll reach his ceiling. I'm I'm happy that he's working with Fetter. Everything's gonna be fine. It's just it's it's so frustrating to watch every fifth day, man. It really is, and and I do think he will get over this hump, and that's just his next stretch of development is just getting kind of through this, and he will get through it. I do I do think he will. It doesn't make it any less frustrating for the time. For the present, though. You know what I mean? Gosh. When he puts it all together, though, watch out, man. Because it's going to be it's gonna be over for the American League. Uh, the rest of this game, at least. Uh, Rasmus Ramirez, clean inning. Derek Holland, clean inning. Kyle Funkhauser, a much-needed clean inning, but still walks two people. Funkhauser's command has been kind of whack since the, uh, since the All-Star break. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll, that's something definitely to keep an eye on because uh, before the All-Star break, he was one of our best relievers. So um, definitely, definitely a, a kind of a red flag, to be honest, so far coming out of the break, but um, gets a clean inning nonetheless on Friday. Uh, let's move on to other pitching performances. Matt Manning pitches Saturday. Not a fantastic start by, from him. By any stretch either, his final line is five and two-thirds, seven hits, five runs. Only two of those runs were earned, though. Of the five he gave up, Willie Castro, two walks, three Ks. Uh, 93 pitches. I'm glad he was able to go out there and shove 93. That's nice. Um, shows. It's. I understand the limit, the, you know, pitch count limit and all that kind of stuff for young pitchers, but it is nice to be positively reaffirmed every once in a while. You know, it's, it's nice to hear and see that he can go 93, 95, whatever, if, uh, if he needs to. So some horrible defense behind Matt Manning this game. Horrid. And, and he wasn't fantastic by any stretch. He still gave up seven hits and only struck out three with two walks and, and, and less than six. That's not, not, not an incredible performance by any stretch. But um, the defense behind him was putrid. And it has been. This defense, we, we've been over it. If you've been listening for as long I've been, as I've been hosting, you know my opinion of this defense. I think this is one of the... I like a good defense... Very much. And this team does not have that. This team has a putrid, horrid defense. And has all year. And has for the last five years. Maybe even longer. When we were good, we really didn't even have that good of a defense, right? 
So it really frustrates me, especially, especially when you have a top prospect on the mound that you are giving him garbage behind. I'm not even kidding. I, I would legitimately not play Willie Castro if Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, or Matt Manning were pitching. I'm not even kidding. I, I'm, to be honest with you, I wouldn't play Willie Castro ever. Willie Castro would not be on my major league roster if we're just being completely buck. But at, at a minimum, I, I, I don't understand. Man, he's so bad defensively. He's so bad. And the, the, like I said, the whole team really is. This is not a good defensive team whatsoever. But they shift when they need to and stuff, and, and A.J. Hinch is usually able to bail out the horrible defense just because of how good and talented he is at his job. But, man, this defense blows, and it's so frustrating when you have top prospects on the mound. Uh, Joe Jimenez pitched. He was fine. Ian Kroll came up to replace Daniel Norris, and then Buck Farmer had a clean inning as well. I guess that's all fine, great, whatever. Um, Manning, though, as a whole, I, I, I was – Kind of pleased with him. The, the fastball looked decent, uh, and the breaking ball looked, I think, the best I had ever seen it. So horrible defense, and uh, and he wasn't missing, still not missing a ton of bats, but I thought that this is one of his, I was fine with the performance, really. Uh, and then the only, uh, we don't even need to spend much time on the, uh, on the Sunday game. We ended up winning it, but it was a Tyler Alexander bullpen-esque game. Good to see Michael Fulmer back. That's really all I, I really have. Uh, Soto with a 1-2-3 perfectly clean inning, which was much needed out of him. And then, yeah, Michael Fulmer. Awesome, awesome, awesome to see Michael Fulmer doing Michael Fulmer things again. Jose Cisnero with a clean inning. Uh, the bullpen, slowly but surely, is, is actually looking like it might have some promise going forward, which is something we haven't been able to say for a long time. Uh, and then, also, like, Tyler Alexander isn't a starter. Tyler Alexander's not that good. Uh, he's a fine middle reliever. If your starter gets trounced, you can throw a, a left-handed reliever out there and he can give you two or three innings to bridge you to the back end of the bullpen. I think that that's where he's best. He's not a starting pitcher. and it, he, I Yeah, that's really all there is to it. And no slander or anything. I think in that in that bullpen role, that, I, that bridge kind of role, I, I think he can be very effective. And I think he has a place in a major league bullpen. But um, yeah, he's not a starter and I don't think he'll ever be a starter. So uh, I don't need to go into in-depth analysis on, uh, on, on Tyler Alexander's start because I, I, he's only a starter because of injury problems, which this team has still a plethora of. All right, let's, uh, let's get into the offensive performances. But first, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, white fish, or a combination. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains zero 
antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and there are 100% satisfaction guarantee, or you get your money back. So get your nutrition from nature with Why the Lasking Company. Call right now. You get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use that URL to let them know that we sent you. All right, everybody. We are back here at the Locked on Tigers podcast. Going over some uh, some offensive performances, right? We went over the pitching in the in the first segment. Let's get over uh, to the offense. Let's show the offense some love. Uh, for starters, let's go with I don't know. Like the offense wasn't overly fantastic. Well, let's start with Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, ever since uh, ever since those signs have been put up in left field. He's been hitting the ball. He's been hitting the hell out of the ball. And uh, I think it's really important. I don't know, man. It's just fun. It's just fun. Let people have fun, you know? Let people have fun. And he's having fun. The fans are having fun watching the, the counter, the ticker go up. Sure, man. Why not? Uh, and, and he's and he's been really good. His OPS is slowly approaching 700 there. Uh, which, which, given the start to the season he had, is is honestly really impressive. So, so big ups, Miguel Cabrera. He is uh, inching closer and closer to both those milestones. Fun to keep an eye out for. A couple away, three away from five hundo, and and I think he's closing in on fifty away from uh, from three k. The big talk of the weekend, though, was obviously the uh, the <laughs> bases loaded. 422 foot fly out to center field. Um, look, man, I know you are probably wanting like some some take or for me to like put my flag in the sand and, and really have a, a hard nosed opinion about this, right? Um, I, like I don't care either way. I'm gonna be completely honest. I if. If the Illich family came out tomorrow and said, for the rest of time, we're, we're never changing the dimensions of Comerica Park, I, I'd be chill with it. But also, if they came out tomorrow and said, we're moving center field in 10 feet, guess what? I'd be, I'd be pretty chill with it. I, I really would. And also, if Major League Baseball came out and Rob Manfred stepped on his pedestal and said, Every single stadium has to share the same dimensions now. Uh, I'd get over it pretty quickly. Uh, there's there's not enough like pros and cons to all of them for me to to really ha- like care. I, it's all fine. Sure. That's not something that I'm I I usually that's not a stance I usually take, especially with. With baseball, it has done so much that I disagree with. And the Illich family has done so much that I disagree with. But this is one where I, I really, like, I'm, I'm chill either way, man, for real. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's weird. But, like, if, if we continue to have the, the biggest and, and deepest center field and, and that continues, to, like, I, I've been watching this team with that center field my entire life. So 
Like I, I'm gonna be okay with it. I'm, I'm gonna okay. Comerica is still Comerica. I you know it didn't it didn't bother me ten years ago. It, it doesn't bother me too terribly much now. But also I understand why people would want it moved in. I, I understand after a 422 foot flyout, people might get a little upset. I understand Nick Castellanos's gripe back in the day. So like I I don't know. Again, maybe that's weird, and I know some of you, I, I got a lot of people asking me over the weekend to talk about this, and I, I know that some of you wanted some, like, like hardcore opinion, but I, I don't know. Unfortunately, you're not, uh, you're not going to find it here. Um, I, I'm really chill with whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's weird, and maybe if somebody can show me why I should care way more about one opinion than the other, then I'll, then I'll sway my mind. But, uh, truly, I'm I'm really, I'm okay with whatever going forward. Uh, like I said, and any of those happen, I'm, I'm not losing sleep over it and I'm going to be very okay with it. All right. Uh, let's get into more offense. Uh, Kiel Badu had a pretty solid weekend. Uh, Derek Hill, Derek Hill, extra base hits, Derek Hill with a triple. It is a Christmas miracle. His slugging percentage is no longer equal to his batting average. Awesome, awesome, awesome scenes. Um, Jamer with a nice knock or two. Um, Saturday's game wasn't amazing. Eric Haas continues to be Eric Haas. Derek Hill also batted leadoff in Saturday's game. That did not go very well. Uh, He looked Totally lost. He struck out three times in five ABs, and the other two were not particularly close to hits. He, he didn't look good up there. Now, if you're giving Akil Badu uh, the day off, which they did, he came in to pinch hit, I guess, at the end. But, you know, if, if you have the intentions of giving him the day off and you and, and you really like Robbie Grossman in the middle of the order, then sure, man, throw Derek. I, I wasn't against it going into the game or anything. It just, you know, didn't work. So now you know. Um, yeah, and then, like... I mean, Miggy was really the story of the week. I mean, he had, he had a hotter weekend than anybody. Uh, Robbie Grossman continues to do Robbie Grossman things, drawing walks. Scopey didn't have a fantastic weekend. His OPS is down to 778. Uh, Akil Badu, we already talked about. Jamer, like I said, had a pretty hot weekend. That slugging percentage. Jamer's slugging percentage watch up to 410, baby. Creeping up to that 800 OPS, 770. Uh, Eric Haas with an 856 OPS on the year. Hell Castro continues to be hilarious with a 295 average and a 673 OPS. Dude never fails to amaze me. Uh, Grayson Griner with a knock. Uh, Grayson Griner, man. Uh, it's And I, there's like this big thing on Tigers Twitter where everybody wants Griner DFA'd or, or whatnot. Uh, look, man, until I know he's not very good. I, I'm, I'm not blind to that. But until we get a healthy catcher in there, he's like he's here to stay. We don't really have another choice. Dingler's not getting called up. It's not happening. So that's like it. <laughs> the, the The catcher pipeline's not super deep. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen until Jake Rogers is healthy again, man. For real, it's it's not. It's he's not going anywhere, and it's not happening. Uh, and that's. Kinda it for the. It wasn't a great offensive weekend, to be completely honest. Um, but uh, I mean, I'll take a series split, and we're undefeated in August. Sure, why not? All right, let's get into uh, the trade deadline that was 
for the Tigers and uh, and talk about Daniel Norris, the, the Brewers, the prospect we got in return, all that good kind of stuff. First, I got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information, etc. So don't send the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. So head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Using promo code locked on. This promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Got to talk to also everybody about rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with all the increasing numbers of makes and miles. It's now impossible for your local chain parts auto store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders? The parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers. You have a smartphone. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore the easy-to-use website. Find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent... You amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, let's get into the uh, the trade deadline. Why not? Uh, the Detroit Tigers only made one trade, Daniel Norris for Reese Olsen. Um, let's get into what they didn't do first. So they didn't trade Scope, which was the big one right? Everybody kind of expected, I don't know if expected them to trade Scope is the right word, but he was the target that everyone was like, okay, if anyone's getting traded, it's going to be Scope. If they don't trade Scope, we're probably standing pat. Yet, here we are. Jonathan Scope's still on the team, and we made a trade. Uh, So my stance, I I know that I was kind of like very okay with us trading him. You better re-sign him now. You better extend him. Uh, it, it would be unbelievably stupid for you to not trade him and then let him walk this winter. You, you got to do one. You either had to move him or you extend him. So so you better pay up. You better extend him and get him uh, in its own in old English D for the next whatever. Even if it's a one-year extension, it's justifiable to me. Even if it's just another one-year contract. But but you have to at this point. You can't hold on to him. Uh, with with not that he had immense value, not that the market was great for offense because it really wasn't, um, but you would have at least gotten something out of him. It just the logic doesn't make sense to me to hold on to him if you're going to let him walk anyway. So that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, Cisnero, there were some rumors about Jose Cisnero going around. Uh, he's still here, which I'm fine with. We have two and a half years of control left. I am interested to see what kind of uh, offers were on the table. Just because um, the bullpen market was unreal, the 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 market for relievers was was flaming hot. So I I was a little interested to find out 
uh, or I would be interested to know rather, um, what kind of returns would have been offered or if people did call about him, what those calls might have looked like. Not saying I wanted him traded and not saying that that I, you know, think we should have just pulled trig on, on anything. Just out of pure curiosity, I, I would have liked to seen kind of what uh, what some of those offers might have looked like. Um, who else? Robbie Grossman. I don't think there was really any question he was going anywhere. Scandelario, no chance. Um, I think that's probably it. Yeah, and then Daniel Norris becomes a Milwaukee Brewer. So we'll end on that. So Daniel Norris going to the Brew Crew for 22-year-old high-A pitcher Reese Olsen. Uh, Daniel Norris just, um, you know what? I know that he, um, he a really cool guy, really cool guy. And it was clearly very emotional on his way out. Did a lot for the city. Went through a lot here. Went through being deemed one of the top prospects in baseball and, and kind of not living up to it. Went went through, I mean, real life stuff. You know, battled cancer here. Like, like did, a, did a lot in just his personal life. Went through a ton as a Detroit Tiger. So, so nothing but respect. And, and I wish him all the best in Milwaukee. Um, just a... a a roller coaster of a career here, uh, getting getting acquired for David Price as one of the best pit, prospect pitchers in in baseball. Never really was able to figure it out uh, as a starter. Unfortunately, had some glimpses of figuring it out in the bullpen, especially last season. Um, but then kind of took another big step back this year and, and hasn't really been very good this year. So um, I, I was honestly surprised that the Brewers were able that the Brewers wanted him. That that a team was kind of knocking on the door asking about Daniel Norris. Um, and I, I like the return. This is a good trade. This is a good trade, man. Uh, a lot of people really upset over losing uh, losing baseball player Daniel Norris, and that didn't really make sense to me. He has he has not been very effective this year. Um, yeah. So, so he is a brewer now. We get Reese Olsen. Okay, Reese Olsen just turned 22 literally like this past week. I think uh, July 31st is his birthday or something. Literally just turned 22. Uh, decent fastball. The big thing with him is, is the off-speed stuff is really good. He has a really good slider, a pretty high spin rate slider. Decent, okay curveball. Really good changeup. Uh, and the command is a problem. And that's kind of where he sits. He immediately comes in, though. And, and most sites have him in like our 11 to 15 ranked prospect in our in our system. You love that. You love trading. Uh, Daniel Norris's contract also ended in, in two months. His contract was over at the end of the season. He has no more years of control. So you traded a guy who, who is a free agent in two months that you probably wouldn't have re-signed. For, uh, uh, you know, even if even if Reese Olsen never makes the major leagues, this is still a trade you do 10 times out of 10 because Daniel Norris clearly doesn't have a future here and, uh, and, and you might as well take a shot on a guy, even if it is a, a shot in the dark. So, uh, but but I'm, I'm pretty intrigued with, with Olsen. Like I said, most people have him kind of in that low teens, 13, 14 uh, ranked prospect in our organization. So far this year, in uh, in high single A, in 70 innings pitched, he has a 10.3 K per nine, a 4.6 walk per nine, 
a 0.6 home run per nine, um, 70% left on base percentage. That's encouraging. And a 419 FIP with a 430 ERA. So not, you know, dominant stuff, 4-3 ERA in high single A. Not, not a dominant performance down there by any stretch. My, my biggest thing is I'll be interesting to see whether he's, he's been a starter all of this year. In 2019, he started 14 games and came out of the pen for 13 games, right? So uh, I'll be interested to see if, uh, if, if he remains kind of a starter. We're going to kind of let him continue to, to develop as a starting pitcher or if he gets moved to the bullpen eventually, especially with that. Uh, he, he's a righty with that slider that, that he has. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally cool with the trade. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. It's the only trade we made. I, I wasn't expecting a big deadline. I don't think anyone was. And, uh, and we didn't get one. So, so there you go. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Reese Olsen, cool. Trade, overall trade deadline for the Tigers, like a B. We, we made one deal. I'm pretty okay with the trade we made. Um, yeah, like, like a B. Wasn't a blow me away, oh my gosh, this is the best deadline ever. Uh, but certainly was far from a, from a like horrible deadline either because we, Avila went to bed and, and didn't let himself make any bad deals. <laughs> so we'll take it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, for allowing me to kind of have my day off next yesterday. Uh, I, I recorded like one segment and just had a, had a weird day yesterday and, and it was not the quality that I wanted and, and I can afford to take a, a day off with the amount of episodes I have to reach a month. So that's where it was. Um, so I appreciate you guys for sticking with me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, baby, back on the grind and, uh, Yeah, go Tigers, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I'll catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers.